Good morning. Welcome to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Holy Gospel today is from the first chapter of John. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. He said, I am not the Christ. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, no, I am not. Are you, are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to give, give, take us, so we can take it back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And he replied, I baptize you with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. This all happened in Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to join me in our time of meditation together by praying together the Holy Spirit prayer. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. And the light that John was giving testimony to was the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The light that he was giving testimony to was the light that was coming into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. And this Advent light, this coming light, came into the world, was the incarnate Son of God. Now we know that amongst the people who had opportunity to experience and be around John, Many of them were receptive to his message, and because of their reception to his message, they were baptized with a baptism of repentance. Yet we also know that still others, especially those who identified themselves as the religious authorities or who had been given the title religious authorities, religious authorities they themselves were less receptive and more skeptical of his witness and testimony, and they questioned his credibility, which I think is fair. I mean, let's face it, if some guy in camel's hair and who ate locust and honey was standing down here on the beach on Lake Havasu and proclaiming to be coming here to preach and to be proclaiming that there's going to be this Messiah coming into the world, I'm sure that most of us would probably think he's some kind of a wacko guy. We might even go so far as to think the guy's probably high on drugs or something, you know? But nonetheless... John was not deterred. His witness and his testimony, was, it was confident and it was unwavering. And his, his witness was the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As I mentioned just a few weeks ago, 
If it were not for the coming of Jesus Christ into the world, Christianity would simply not exist. Our life of faith in Jesus as we know it would simply not exist. You and I have a faith and a trust in Jesus Christ today because of the fact that Jesus actually did come into the world. And because people of faith throughout our lives who have lived this life of faith and trust in Jesus, those people, they were the ones that were the forerunners before us, gave testimony and witness to the light of Jesus in our lives so that we might also believe. And I think today is a good day for us to take some time once again to reflect. I've asked you to do this before, and I I think it's a good exercise because we probably don't do it enough. Uh, But I think today is a good day for us to take just a little bit of time again, even if it's just momentarily in between plays during football this afternoon or, you know, maybe at your lunch today or, you know, maybe it's going to be during a devotional time throughout this coming week. But I want you to take some time to think back upon your life and to remember and to give thanks for all of those, peop- all those faithful people who came into your lives to testify and to give witness to the light. I mean, one of the reasons why you and I are even in this place today, one of the reasons why you are even sitting here today is because someone witnessed to you and they told you about Jesus. And for many of us, it was, a, it was a gradual process, you know? I mean, for those of us who actually grew up in the church, it's just like it just sort of happened. You know, we started being introduced to, you know, worship, and then we got to go to Sunday school, and then we, you know, for those of us who grew up in the Lutheran church, we, you know, we went through confirmation and all these different things. That we, we, it was just part of a process. But in the midst of that process, it involved people. It involved other people of faith who kept sharing the ongoing story of Jesus with us. Someone in your life bore witness, and maybe it's more than one person. It's probably a series of several someones who pointed you and kept, continued to kept pointing you to this light of Jesus Christ who gave witness to his sacrifice, to his suffering and his forgiveness. It came through the life of a Sunday school teacher who taught you Maybe perhaps it was somebody who witnessed to you the love of Christ in a, in a moment of time when you needed some great, some significant compassion in your life. I know for me that was very true, especially when I lost my dad at the age of 15. There were these people that surrounded me and, and, and encouraged me and comforted me in that time of significant loss. And that meant the world to me now as I think back on that that it was because of their ongoing love and support for me and their encouragement in the faith that I was able to remain within the flock and not turn away from God, even though I was still, you know, at that point in my life, I was still pretty upset. That group of someones out there, that whole group of people were a support to me. Now someone or those several someones in your life, they gave witness to the light of Jesus Christ And only you, only you can name those people because I don't know who they are, but you do. You know who they are. And I know that you're sitting there right now and you're you're actually beginning, you're actually envisioning in your mind who some of those people were for you or who they currently are for you. They are a part of your faith story. And if it were not for them, 
Maybe this faith story that you now are living out, this life of faith, may not have actually happened because they were instrumental in shaping and molding your faith story. And it's because of those John-like people in your life that you have experienced God and that you have come to know Jesus as, as the light of the world. And now is your time. Doesn't regard, it doesn't matter what your age it doesn't matter if you're sitting here and you're saying, well, gee, I, I've, I've done my time, folks. You know, I'm sitting here in the church pew and I'm 85 years old. I ain't got much more to, to share with the world or much more to give. Well, sure you do. All you got to do is go out and visit and talk with people. You still got it in you. It's our time. Just like Lisa Estrada, who was at the dog park and decided to invite a couple of other women that were that were cleaning their dogs and washing their dogs. Come on over and check out Mount Olive Lutheran Church. It's, a, it's another way of saying, come on in and hear about the light of Jesus. Well, the other thing I think you should think about is as you think about the fact that this is now your time and that you can do it in your own unique way. I, I don't know how it is that you do it. I certainly can't do it. I mean, I think about the person in my life that was very in- instrumental, Emery Johnson, I mean, he had, a, he had a charisma about him that I can't even begin to emulate. I certainly don't have the same kind of charisma that Emory Johnson had, who somehow drew, drew me in and attracted me and, and introduced me to Jesus. But that's not my style. That's not my way. But I still have some kind of a gift that I can offer as a unique gift in my own personal way. And yet I also take and I look back on people like Emory Johnson and other people in my life, and I, I look at the different qualities that they have. I look at the life of integrity that they had. I look at the life of faithfulness that they has. And when I look at their qualities and their integrity and their life of faithfulness, that helps me in my confidence, in my ability to share the light of the world with other people as well. One of the realities, though, that I think we also find to be true is that in your time that you have now to, to, to witness, I think that most of us would say that sometimes we feel as though our witness falls on deaf ears and unreceptive hearts. But we should not let that deter us from bearing witness to the light of Christ in your life. This past Wednesday, I had just finished up with confirmation class here. And I was just getting into the car, going to be heading home, and my phone rang. And lo and behold, one of my daughters called me. She a, she's a, works with the youth and the young adult ministry in a church up in Minnesota. And she called me, and I, I knew that she had something that she wanted to talk to me about. And she was calling because she herself was also just finishing up with her Wednesday evening with the confirmation and with the high school youth group that she had just finished up with for the week. And she was calling me to express her frustration as a young person who's trying to be a witness for Jesus. And she was expressing her frustration of what she felt was this resistance from the young people who don't seem to want to spend any quality time learning about God or discussing faith matters in their life. She felt as though her words and her witness was falling on deaf ears and unreceptive hearts and minds. And I, I don't know if this was the pastor in me or if it was the dad in me, but I tried to reassure her and to assure her that part of our work as people of faith, giving witness to the light of Jesus, is to also 
to trust, to trust that the Holy Spirit is working in the lives of all, through, not only through us, but through the hearts and the minds of the people who are hearing and who are seeing our witness. Even though it may be perceived as if they are not hearing it and they're not seeing it, we have to trust that the Holy Spirit is working not only through our lives, but also in their lives. And that somehow we need to trust that, that through our witness that some kind of a seed is being planted into their lives. Even though it may seem as if it, right now it's dormant, that someday a shoot will break forth and spring forth. I probably shouldn't say this, but my youngest sister, I didn't have much hope for her when she was a, my, my young sister back when I was in high school. I thought she was an, she was an absolute troublemaker. She, she got away with everything, you know, and then she was an absolute terror and she was an absolute headache to my mother and to me and to my other sisters who were much older. And yet, now I look at her life and somehow she has become just this wonderful person, you know. Somehow, something changed in her life and she's She's just this wonderful human being, you know? And I think that's the kind of hope that we have to have, that kind of trust that we have to have, is that someday a shoot will sprout and bring forth and bear fruit. I read something from Carolyn Lewis this week. She's a professor of of preaching at uh, Luther Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I found this to be helpful. She said, witness is about pointing to the truth about pointing to the light of Christ, and that is exactly what John did. And now we, as people of faith, in our time and in our generation, we have that same calling. We have that same opportunity in our lives to point to the light of Christ. And then she further writes this. She says, What others do with your witness is not yours to control. In fact, she says, we can't. We can't control what people do with our witness. And this is the place where you and I need to simply trust that the Holy Spirit is working in our lives and in their lives and that someday it will take root. And I also want to remind you too that it just might be that you, that you might be the only witness to the light that someone will ever see or hear. We don't know that for sure. We we don't know that at all but you might you might be the only witness to the light that someone ever sees or hears and in many respects each and every day that's how i approach my life and i approach my life as if every day is an absolute gift because it is i have done nothing to deserve this day and nothing to deserve this life other than to simply be born into it as a miracle of god and it's a it's absolute pure gift And for each and every one of us, yesterday is gone. It's a memory now, and we don't have any guarantees of having a tomorrow, but we do have today. And for me, as I think about this passage and I think about this Mark story of the beginnings of the good news of Jesus Christ, that today is fresh and new again. That today is another opportunity for the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ to be in our lives. And for me, that involves needing to have a, uh, it needs to have a daily rhythm. And you've heard this before, it's nothing new, but it's, it's what works for me. I need to do these things each day to keep myself grounded and to be, keep myself focused. 
I need to remind myself that this grace gift, that this gift of life, that this salvation that I have through Jesus Christ, it has absolutely nothing to do with what I've done, but it has everything to do with what Jesus has done through his life, death, and resurrection. That it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with what I've done, but it has everything to do with what Jesus has done to claim me in my baptism. And in claiming me, he has made an everlasting covenant with me that cannot be broken, and it will not be broken, and it never will be broken. And to remind myself that each and every day I receive this nudging and this prodding and this inspiration from the Holy Spirit, as Luther would say, because it's only because of the Holy Spirit that I can even say that I believe But it's been nudging and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that I can remind myself of these things, that I am a child of God, and that each and every day is a new beginning in my life for the good news of Jesus Christ. And when all of that happens, it opens my heart and my mind to the possibilities that I can point, perhaps in some minor way, I can point others to the Christ through whom I say and through what I say or somehow in my life through hopefully a life that I live, and hopefully I live a life of humility, also a life that extends acceptance to others, irregardless of who they are, and a willingness to be an instrument of Christ, and to be an instrument of his grace, his mercy, and his compassion in the world. The question that John was asked is a question I think we all have to ask ourselves. Who are we? What are we called to share? And I think we can all say with absolute certainty that we are children of light and that we are called to share the light of Christ. And so I want you to invite you to just receive this real simple blessing from Deb Thomas who says to us, who you are shapes who Jesus becomes in your life. Who you are shapes who Jesus becomes in your life. And who are we? We are children of the light. So continue to keep receiving Christ and keep on making him known to a world that needs him. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to join me as we pray together the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace and tell what God has done. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.